0: Hello and welcome to Customer Experience Leaders Chat by NiceReply, where we talk to support professionals from all over the world and discuss what's behind their team's success. This interview is brought to you by NiceReply, an all-in-one customer satisfaction tool that helps you measure and improve the quality of your customer service. My name is Craig Stoss, and I'm here today with Elliot McIsaac, Director of Customer Support and Trust and Safety at Flickr. Elliot, thanks
1: for being here. Thanks, Craig. My pleasure.
0: Elliot, we're here today to talk a little bit about acquisitions and specifically merging of two different support teams. You were part of uh, structuring the support organization when Flickr was acquired by SmugMug. Correct. And I'd love to start with what were the differences in the support organizations between those two companies?
1: Well, I think when we look at uh, prior to the acquisition, Flickr's support team was um, really Disconnected from the business, I think that'd be the easiest way to describe it. Um, and uh, support wasn't a primary focus; um, it wasn't part of the culture at Flickr. And on the opposite side, SmugMug's been around for you know over 16 years. The COO started as a cus- in customer support, customer focus, and it's really just been part of their you know culture since the very beginning. So when the acquisition came about, I was hired. I was the first hire post-acquisition. It was in support. I was hired to lead and build out the support and trust and safety teams. And, you know, really it just started from there and trying to build out and looking at, you know, what the future was going to be for Flickr, starting with a focus on customers and delivering, you know, solid uh, customer support for the millions of members that we have around the world.
0: So you were hired to merge two support organizations, neither of which you were particularly familiar with. So what were the biggest challenges initially?
1: Well, fortunately uh, I had a good model to to work from. Uh, The SmugMug model has been very successful. Um, The average tenure of their team is over 10 years. They measure their response times in minutes versus hours or days. And, uh, you know, that was kind of the guiding North Star for for us to to start with. And, you know, obviously, that's a pretty lofty goal. And the the businesses are a little bit different, but it's, you know, all still based and focused in, on photography. Um, so, you know, really the focus there was to duplicate the model as much as possible that made the most sense for our community on the Flickr site. The businesses you know, are both have a long history in photography, but they're both totally different as far as what they really provide for customers. So in a lot of things, there's lots of differences between the two and it's trying to figure out like, what can we do to support our large community the best that we can that makes sense as far as from a business perspective uh, in regards to, um, you know, just working with product and with engineering and everybody else to build the foundations of that team.
0: Given the vast differences between these teams, there was probably a lot of areas you could have focused on processes, tooling, different hiring profiles. Um, what, where did you decide your energy was best focused at the start of this uh, process?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was definitely, uh, there was a lot of things that uh, we needed to do, and we knew that we couldn't do them all at once. Uh, and, and, you know, the first, you know, primary focus was hiring. Getting people um, hired, answering contacts, supporting customers—that's the first thing, um, and responding in a timely manner. Secondly, was we had just a huge, um, you know, gap in or non-existent product knowledge. we were building it—you know—as a company that's been around for over, you know, fifteen years. But we're we're starting a team from scratch with zero with zero product knowledge, um, and you know processes and how do we technical troubleshoot, you know how do we um, deal with you know account verification, um, supporting customers and all the different ways that they reach out to us. So that was the second kind of priority from there was documentation and building out the processes not only internally but externally with help articles. And things for self-service on that side too.
0: Yeah. So a lot of what you just talked about was around, you know, tooling and processes and and, and documenting knowledge and all of that requires uh, hiring, requires budget and change. How did you go about getting the buy-in to make sure that you could drive the change that was necessary?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think fortunately for me. Um, well I was hired from by you know the CEO where they had this, again, they had a model that they knew worked, and they wanted to see that same model on the Flickr side. So I had the buy-in to do it, and that's what they hired me for. Uh, and from there, you know really the focus was, okay, how do I take this voice of the customer? Uh, now that you know we have better insight in con- what's driving context what those issues are what the feedback is uh, what people are requesting from feature uh, you know as far as feature requests or bugs and how do i take that voice back to product and engineering where that voice maybe wasn't necessarily heard as loud as it should have been um, or could have been in the past so from there you know it was really just focusing on setting up the feedback kind of process to where we're sharing that information on a regular basis, meeting with product managers, meeting with engineering teams and giving them that feedback and providing it in a way that they can distill it and go from there and kind of help influence the product roadmap moving forward. So that's something that started out very ad hoc, you know, very loose and unorganized, but over time, we really have uh, evolved and just fine-tuned that process, and that's a continual you know process that we will continue to focus on for as far as you know moving forward as as much as we can.
0: I mean, that's a a great process to you know already have the buy-in, but then to have that collaboration with the product team and making sure that the the voice of the customer was heard, that's that's fantastic. So now you have your set of focuses. You you have your buy-in. You have you know the, the ear of product to make these changes, and you start making you know the changes to the team to build up to what you want it to be. How do you measure the impact of these initiatives to make sure that they're they're having the right outcomes?
1: That's a good question. I mean, really, uh, there's many ways that that we can that we can do that. But from you know just taking it from the lens of customer support and and my team, um, you know we're primarily focused on CSAT scores. We use nice reply. It's, you know, we get that feedback right away. The the heroes that answer the questions and and get those ratings get the feedback from the customers right away. And another way that we measure the impact and kind of look at the historical, you know, contact reasons and the volume associated with that is we use a BI tool called Idiomatic that tool gives us a lot of insight into percentage of volume, uh, what those issues are, and we're able to, you know, evaluate things over time. So we look at a quarterly basis, um, and you know, that's not that we just start a quarter and then end a quarter and look at what the results are. We're always continuing to analyze that data, but uh, we set goals kind of quarterly on the you know key areas we want to focus on and that are within our control to resolve or with product or engineering that we're committing to, to improve upon. And then looking at that data, looking back and measuring ourselves against that. And sometimes we have really good success. And other times we look back and say, okay, we didn't quite get to where we want to, but we made progress. And what's, how do we, you know, take that and continue to move forward to address this issue if it is a top priority issue that we continue, that we need to uh, focus on.
0: This is great. You have your, your perfect position. You have your buy-in from your executives. You have some focus areas that you want to tackle. You're measuring the right outcomes and driving value for your customers. But how about internally? Uh, you know, Change like this always uh, breeds ambiguity and confusion. Um, how is your internal
1: team feeling at this point? So the great part about our support team is they're all brand new. They all work remote across the U.S., and across Europe, and we work for a great, great company that treats people very well, um, and that starts from the top all the way down. Uh, so it's a new team. The excitement. Everybody's so eager to just be part of what what we're doing, um, and it's building uh, all these you know processes and helping develop all this content and support customers the way that we all would love. To be supported uh, when we, you know, are using any product out there. So on that side, um, the team has really just done a phenomenal job, just in regards to taking ownership across the board on so many things, and just you know, going outside the box and you know, daring to do new things. Uh, but when I look at the broader company, I don't know how many times we've heard over the last couple of years from an engineer, from a product manager say, you know, geez, we would never have heard about this or we would have never had heard about it and really prioritized it the way that it should have been uh, prior to, you know, what it was before. And, you know, that I think is the biggest, you know, success. I think when we look back over the last two years is that, uh, when there are you know major issues and it could just be a site issue happens and we resolve it in fifteen minutes where maybe you know a couple of years ago would have been an hour or two hours, just cutting down that time to uh, resolve issues such as site issues or anything else that are blockers to how customers use the product or just you know bugs that are just driving a lot of contacts that we don't need and we absolutely do not want to have customers contacting us about to say, Hey, I'm running into this issue. Can you fix it? And we look at it and say, Oh wait, like we are receiving way too many contacts about this and we need to prioritize it and get it fixed.
0: That sounds like the best of all outcomes. You're, your product team's happy. Your support team's happy. Your executives are happy. Your customers are happy. What a, what a great way to, to go through an acquisition uh, given all this success, what's next for your support organization?
1: So. I mean, looking back, we have built a really solid foundation. Um, We have pretty solid processes in place. We've got uh, product knowledge that we've developed, you know, over the last few years that's only getting better every day. But we still have ample room to improve upon our processes, to improve our help articles everything across the board into how we service uh, our customers' needs. And that's whether or not they're pro users or they're free users. Um, And we have this huge community that's passionate about photography. And since the acquisition from the product side, being able to focus on back to the roots of focusing on photography and people who are passionate about photography, how do we continue to build and leverage as far as what we've started? to continue to share that voice as best as possible to product, to engineering, to influence the roadmap. And I think, you know, we've made some good steps, um, but there's still a long way to go. And I think that's the area that will be the focus and it uh, will probably be the focus this year and next year. And as we continue to go on, because there's always ways that we can get better in those areas, as far as sharing the voice of the customer uh, and having the most important things uh, be raised and people be aware of what those issues are. And then priority wise, you know, getting those issues resolved if they're bugs or those types of things.
0: Yeah, as a big believer in voice of customer programs, I'm so happy to see that's going to continue into the future with your team. Uh, Elliot, thank you so much for sharing your experiences with merging support teams during an acquisition. I hope our listeners have learned something and can take this and use it when they're in these situations. Uh, Thank you so much for being
1: here. You bet. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it.
0: And thank you all for listening to Customer Experience Leaders Chat by Nice Reply with today's guest, Elliot McIsaac from Flickr. Make sure to check out our other support interviews and more quality content at nicereply.com.